Hey there, welcome to Tell Me More. I'm your host, Megan Spargo. Tell Me More is your place to find inspiration to access your inner wisdom, power to help you live an authentic life on purpose. We're going to cover concepts on personal development, mindfulness, woo, and so much more. Be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, let's so to begin, Karen, um, why don't you tell me more about your journey um, into becoming, are you, do you call yourself a Reiki healer, a practitioner? I call myself a Reiki practitioner, yeah, because that's what I do, I practice Reiki. <laughs> okay, perfect, yeah, you practice Reiki, and so I know you have an interesting journey that and how you came there, so yeah, tell us about that. Well, um, so it started out about about eight years ago, maybe a little longer than that, but um, it all started with really me um, developing an illness that um, when we worked with doctors and did all these scans and tests and everything, and I walked away and they said, well, we don't know what to tell you. There's there's nothing wrong with you. (laughs) But yet I had these really high elevated liver enzymes. And um, being a nurse, that really concerned me, thinking that Obviously, you kind of go down that dark road of, you know, is this cancer? Is there something hiding back there? What's causing all this? And we, I decided to do my own research. And going through multiple medical journals and um, exploring tons of options and looking at their checklists, comparing them to what we'd done, we tested just like it said in there, everything. But the one thing we never really addressed was stress. And... At that point in time in my life, I would I would have thought I was handling stress just fine, and I, and if somebody told me I was was stressed, I would probably have denied it. But in reality, when I look back at it, especially even now, I was the director of surgery. Our department was undergoing a remodel, so we were. Uh, I was responsible for this three million dollar project. I was responsible to get staff retrained and reoriented into the new facility, plus add on new staff, plus we were adding six new surgeons and trying to check off all the checkoff things that needed to be done within the building and make sure codes and all that stuff were were being met. And at the same time, my father-in-law fell and broke his hip, developed C. difficile, ended up in the hospital long-term care. And so there was not only just things going on in my work life, but in my personal life as well. Like I said, I really thought I was handling everything okay, just doing day-by-day stuff. And in reality, I was working 14 to 16-hour days, literally working them and not having a break. Yeah, I was stressed. I was super stressed. And so what happened then was my daughter, we had a health fair for the hospital, and employees get to go down and have their blood work and stuff drawn for free. And my daughter talked me into going down. and so ended up finding these elevated liver enzymes. And I was like, wow, that's really weird. And so I just thought, wow, you are getting older. (laughs) Maybe you drank a little too much wine over the Christmas. And so um, I thought, well, I'll just clean up my eating habits, my, you know, all of that stuff. And I'll just kind of watch them. I'll check them again in a couple months. Well, a couple months went by and my daughter, my granddaughter, um, was sitting on the floor and we were playing. And she said, Grandma, why are your eyes yellow? And I went and looked and sure enough, they were yellow. So I hadn't even been paying attention at looking at myself really in the mirror and seeing that there was changes physically happening. 
And so I went back in and they had tripled from this high level. They had tripled. And so I'm like, now I'm scared. That's when all the testing happened, all this stuff. And we didn't find anything. So then I got super frustrated during all this research and I slid my computer back and I was just like, okay, God, I, I need one direction. Just point me in one direction. Show me a sign. And I kid you not, this page popped on my computer. I slid it off because I thought it was spam. And I'm sitting there and I'm still in this deep conversation with God. And I'm like, if you just point me and show me one thing I can do, I will do that one step. And this page popped back on, and I clicked it back off, and it just, like, immediately came back. And I was just super frustrated. I looked at it, and I'm like, listen, I'm trying to have a conversation with God. And I'm clicking this stuff off the computer, right? <laughs> this page just keeps coming. And finally, I stopped and looked at the page, and it talked about Reiki. And we had just had an anesthesia student who came through our department who had mentioned the word. So I had heard the word, but I didn't really understand what it really was. And so I started reading this gal's page, and um, it talked about stress. Again, the one thing we didn't address at the doctor's office, how this could help relax and kind of reset things. And so I was like, wow, maybe I should go try this until we really figure out what's wrong with me. Because I was still thinking there's something deeper than stress causing this problem. And so. When um, I started looking for the place close to me, there was I, it was a five-hour drive in either direction to find a practitioner. And I was like, well, now I'm sitting there, and I'm like, okay, God, listen, you, you put this page up here, but I'm not driving five hours for something I don't know nothing about. I'm not, I'm not going to do that. So I thought, okay, I'll see if there's a nursing workshop around all this, because in my mind, I was still thinking Reiki was something to do with medicine. And so couldn't find anything, couldn't find anything. But this lady's page just kept coming right back to me. So I finally stopped and I looked at her little classes and stuff. Lo and behold, she was teaching one about an hour and 40 minutes away from me. And that's when I went, okay, God, I see what you're doing here. I, I see this is my step that you're giving me. So I signed up for the class. I had absolutely no idea what it was. And when I walked away from that class, that first class, night I was just like what is this this is crazy and by the second day I was like putting my kids on the floor saying you gotta feel this stuff you gotta you gotta sense this stuff and since then it's just grown into a big thing both my daughters are Reiki master teachers um, I have two granddaughters who are uh, level two practitioners and so um, it's just a really great healing modality um, for stress. That's kind of my story. And then it bloomed into me quitting my job and doing this. <laughs> so, yeah. 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 I One part of your story that I really liked because you went back and you were still the director of surgery and you would, you would receive some Reiki and people are like, wait a second. Something's different. Karen's different. What's going on? And you were a little bit reluctant to tell them because we live in rural <laughs> America. Um, it's not exactly a place where um, you you think people are going to be so, quite so open to it. But you felt a difference, and then other people noticed a difference. And then can you kind of share, like, what happened at that point? Yeah. So 
in this process, I was lucky enough to be able, I didn't have children at home, so I had time. I had time every evening to set with myself and do Reiki to myself. And so I would do that for about an hour every night. And over the course of the next couple months, people at work were going, there's something different about you. And I'd be like, oh, I got my hair cut. And they'd be like, no, there's something really different about you. And the one anesthesia person um, who worked with that student who had come through, who obviously heard multiple stories about Reiki, stopped me and asked me if I was doing Reiki. And I was just like, at that point, I'm like going, the energy changes you so much, like I couldn't even lie about it. I was just like, well, maybe. <laughs> so he's like, well, I want some. And I'm like, no way. No, I'm not ready to give it to anybody else. And I don't feel comfortable doing that yet. And I kept pushing her back and saying, no, I wouldn't do it. And then on the drive home, I'm driving down the highway and all of a sudden I hear this, who do you think you are? And I was just like, oh, God, is that you? <laughs> and it was like, who do you think you are? I've given you this gift. You need to use this gift. And so when I got home, I called her back up and I said, all right, tomorrow. We'll do it after we get done with cases and I'll take you in our little sleep room that we have back there for staff and um, we'll do it in there. So I started giving her Reiki. And we started doing this um, a couple times a week and then over the next couple months, people would look at both of us and go, there's something really weird with you two. We don't know what it is yet, but there's something going on with you two. And um, then finally, this Melissa, she spilled the beans <laughs> And she said, well, Karen's giving me Reiki. So then the whole department wanted to try it. So I started giving the whole department Reiki. And then pretty soon what happened was other departments within the hospital noticed that our department was shifting and changing. And so they'd come over and say, what are you doing? And I'd be like, nothing. So then I finally went, okay, i got to go talk to administration about this. Um, because other departments are really starting to notice shifting going on with people over here. So I went and talked to our director of nursing and told her what was going on. And she was like, okay. She goes, I want to try it. So she came back for a couple sessions and she said, I don't care if you do this, have at it. She's like, as long as you guys are getting your work done, go for it. So we continued to do it. And then pretty soon patients, especially repetitive patients that would come in for infusions and stuff, started noticing the staff changing. And then one of the nurses spilled the beans to the patients. And so then the patients were asking for it. And so it became this whole thing that, like, my whole administrative job was being, like, I couldn't, I didn't have time to do all that stuff. So, and do Reiki too. So I thought, well, I'll just step out of the administrative part of it, and I'll be a staff nurse, and then I can have more hands-on hands with patients and stuff. So I did that, and eventually it turned out to, like, be so um, life-changing for me that I ended up quitting that job and starting um, a full-time Reiki practice. It's just blossomed into, now we have two different sites, and I, I travel a lot to um, give people Reiki in other areas, and, um, and then we opened up a little little gift shop here in McCook, and, and it's just um, brought in a whole different kind of crowd of uh, people and it gives me the opportunity to um, work a little bit with um, some of those who ne not necessarily can afford to have sessions or whatever but to offer them some other tools 
um, that they can they can use on their own. I love your story. I think there's there's a lot of like things I kind of want to unpack there. So you're a nurse, you're director of um, surgery there, and then you started giving Reiki. Did you kind of feel a different sense, like when you were doing Reiki? Did you feel like a, like oh yeah, I'm I'm doing what I'm supposed to now? Oh yeah, oh yeah. There was a total alignment with that, right? And um. And I think, and it was very important for me to learn to be that nurse, to understand that, so that I can understand disease processes and understand how stress affects the body, and understand um, what it's like to be healed then too. So, yeah, whenever I'm in in that flow of energy, it is um, because we receive that energy as well. When I'm giving a session to somebody, I also receive healing during that session as well. So it's very um, impactful, and it is very life-altering, yeah. Right. No, I think that's cool. I feel like maybe that hospital could have been, like, one of the 100 best hospitals. Yeah. <laughs> right. kept, all yeah. of these departments are shifting and um, feeling just kind of getting that relief. So you mentioned stress with Reiki, um, that that's what through. Is it deeper than that? Um, or do you think it's just like the stress that gets moved through? Kind of tell me more about how Reiki works um, when someone's receiving it. So um, so Reiki actually reduces stress. So if I'm going to look at this from the scientific part, we're going we're gonna to look at the sympathetic and parasympathetic systems. And so what it does is it, it um, allows that sis- those systems to balance out. So Reiki can develop when I'm giving it, the person receiving it will be so relaxed that their own innate ability to heal will kick in and their systems will start to balance out. A lot of, a lot of what goes on, and I'll I'll just say this even in all my practice and working with clients, 90% of what is going on is mental, emotional. It's about quieting that mind down and allowing emotions to flow through us, and Reiki will have help you release some of that too, um, because a lot of what we have is not even our own energy. We've taken on energy from somebody else, and feel that that is our burden to carry. And so, a lot of times, we just need to release those burdens that aren't even our own. Um, but because we've perceived them as being ours, we've now taken them in as ours, um, and. And our physical body doesn't know the difference. So um, we, ha- we have to get into that mental, emotional body and um, allow ourselves to release things and um, start shifting perceptions. And um, when we start doing that, when we can start seeing clear- more clearly and have more clarity and focus in our life, then we can get in better alignment with everything, our, our purpose in life. And during that alignment, then everything comes back to a state of what we would say is homeostasis. Um, so a state of health and well-being. So the typical person that, um, comes for a session would be somebody. So all of us practitioners talk about how you don't find Reiki, Reiki finds you, which is, to me, it was kind of absurd, I thought. But in it, when I look back at my own experience, it, it did find me, right? Yeah, it just took a 
took me a while to open my eyes to see it. But yeah, it did come to me. But people who normally come in um, are people who feel stuck, whether they're stuck in a relationship, whether they're stuck in their job, whether um, they just feel like there's nothing left for them to do, so they feel like they have a lack of purpose. People who have depression, um, mental health disorders, a lot of times they can, it works very well with like talk therapies. So um, we have a local counselor here in town and her and I um, share ideas on how to um, counsel people and use Reiki and all of that and how it can best benefit her clients as well. It can work well in hospital settings. It can speed up recovery times. When we, when we, when the body can release states of stress, and who isn't under stress anymore, right? We are all under stress, whether that's from just the food we eat or from physical things that happen to us, injuries, that kind of stuff. So like surgeries and all of that. So it can speed up recovery times because we help reduce that stress load. So one thing that um, I was really um, excited to do was to do an interview with Raven Keys, who wrote a book. Well, she's written several books, but she wrote a book um, called Medical Reiki. And it's about innovative ideas in healthcare and how to get Reiki into hospitals. And um, she took one of my stories from working with patients and she put it in her book. So then I was fortunate enough to be able to look at her book and read the book before it was published. And then I gave her this really nice review and her publisher ended up taking that review and putting it on her book. So it was really, it was a really cool blessing for me to be able to do that and be able to put some insight into that from not only a Reiki perspective, but from a medical perspective. So, and how we can work with physicians and um, other nurses to like implement this into healthcare. Because like I said, anybody who has any type of stress, this will help reduce that stress load. So even if we give the body only 30 minutes of rela- complete deep relaxation with it, it will, it will, it will affect the chemistry within, within the body. I like that. One thing um, I think is really cool is I feel like Reiki is a place where science meets spirituality. And I guess I, what do you feel? Or what role do maybe your chakras play when you're doing Reiki? Yeah. So we have, we have to first understand we are energetic beings. Mm-hmm. And the thing that holds us all together is energy. So energy is constant and it is constantly changing. So when we look at it from that point, how we can change things. And, and I'll just give you some words. And if you feel the words you'll be able to see that um, they feel different Yeah. if we, okay. if we change our perception. So um, let me think of a good word here. Let's do guilt. Mm-hmm. So if I were to use the word, do you feel guilty? Where would you feel that in your body? Yeah. Right yeah. on your chest, mm-hmm. right? It's real yeah. heavy right there. Yeah. yeah. That, Guilt is a worthy problem as well. So when we go down farther, most everything that happens with guilt and worthiness is related to a fear. So now we got to find that underlying fear. If I were to go down and say, this is, you're feeling guilty 
over, let's say, an experience that you had, that one, it was never your control anyway. So it wasn't yours to control. But you took that as something that you needed to control, or afterwards you needed to be able to control all of that. And sometimes when we feel like there's such a loss of control, the guilt really gets to flying around. So if we say, well, let's release some of this control around this guilt, and if you allow that to move through your body, you can start to feel energy shift a little bit. And you might feel it come from the gut up through the chest. And then if we let go of that control, can we now let go of some of the guilt? And if we say, yes, body, let's release some of that guilt, then we may feel even more energy shift through the body, the physical body. And it's not just shifting through the through the physical body. It's now starting to shift through our mental, emotional body and starting to shift through our spiritual body. So another real good word is failure. I like to use failure because a lot of times people feel like they failed at a lot of things in life. So where does fail, failure live in your body? Close to my stomach. When you said that, yeah. I felt it, yeah. Yeah, right? So if we if we take that and, and start looking at it and turning that into, I experienced failure, but I am not failure. I experienced that failure. It feels different than I failed. Mm-hmm. Or I'm a failure. Or I experienced failure. Yeah. They feel different. Those two words, that those two phrases feel different. So it's about turning that perception and understanding that we we are not always what what this is over here. And if we if we understand that everything is an experience and if we can go to the observation mode of that experience, then we can shift that physically within our body and we can shift that within our mental emotional body and our spiritual body. Yeah, that ties into a lot of like mindfulness that we talk about is that space between becoming the observer of your thoughts and your feelings rather than being your thoughts and your feelings. And so giving you that space to then process it through. And so am I understanding it correctly that Reiki just is kind of that energy that helps come through once you've kind of got into that observation mode and can just kind of clear things through and so I kind of had asked about chakras, and so you asked me, like, where do I feel guilt? And for anybody listening, it's just like, I think that's where you can start to kind of become aware of those energetic parts of your body. Is like, oh, I feel it right here in my chest. There's my heart chakra. I felt it in probably my sacral chakra or my a little bit of my root or all of that. So um, that's kind of where certain parts, maybe like stagnant energy live. Right. Yeah. And and we have a, so our root chakra, our sacral chakra, and our solar plexus chakra are more physically active. So they act more physical with our body. Um, and the heart chakra is kind of the go-between. Where then our throat chakra, our third eye, and our crown chakra are more of our mental, emotional, and spiritual body. So it's really the heart center that kind of keeps everything connected then. Yes, a lot of our trauma and a lot of our emotional stuff is held in that lower three chakras and so if if we can open up the mind enough mm-hmm. so we can get that reiki to flow down into those physical chakras and start kind of flushing that out is what i call it 
flushing. So, (laughs) yeah. Yeah, I remember we had talked before just like I kind of have some visualizations that I do where I become like a tube where starting with my, you know, crown chakra above my head that I open it up to kind of let, you know, source energy like flow through and kind of clear some things out. And so um, if that helps people listening, you kind of have you, and there, each um, chakra is kind of associated with a color, which goes with the color of the rainbow you know you have your your red your orange of your sacral yellow is your solar plexus green is your heart blue is your throat kind of like is an indigo for your third eye which is up in your head and then kind of like a very light purpley white so sometimes associating those colors i think is really cool so maybe a year year and a half ago i did get um breaky from you and I remember you were like, oh, you have some stagnant energy in your hips, which I actually had hip pain, and you kind of moved some stuff through. My question is, what do you feel when you're doing Reiki on somebody? Like, are you connected to your client where you can kind of feel where stuff's happening? Right. Yeah. So with when you give permission for a Reiki session, um, you're allowing me to enter into your energy fields. And so for me, I'm what they call clairsentient. Clairsentient, claircognizant are my two strong fields. And so I feel, I absolutely feel everything you feel. I feel it within my own body. I'll feel the hip pain. I'll feel the back pain. I'll feel chest pain. Whatever it might be, I will feel it. And um, this has been, this is part of why I was so stressed too, because I am such a feeler. I was taking on everybody else's feelings. So that whole, like, back when I was in that hospital working and doing all the um, admin stuff, I was taking on all the feelings of all of my employees that were not happy with admin. And I was taking on admin who was all frustrated because the employees were involved, right? I was taking on all that energy. So when I take this, so what I've learned is that that's not mine. So during a session... I can go, okay, thank you for letting me know that energy. I now release that because that's not mine. And then I can go to work on you without feeling it anymore. So typically, um, when I um, step into your energy, I always ask, depending on on how long a session we're doing, but I ask for the top three things that need to be addressed, three energetic places that need to be addressed. And so not only do I feel them, but then I am also getting a download. So the download's coming from source, energy it's coming from the reiki energy it's coming from your spirit guides all of that saying work on this area work on this area work on this area and then as i'm working on that area i'll ask is this physical is this mental emotional is this spiritual where where is this energy coming from where did it start let's go back to its root let's see if we can figure out um, what we need to do so sometimes i let you sleep and i can move the energy very quickly and easily without having any problems other times when that energy is really super stuck I may have to talk to you and get through this because you need to wrap your head around it or there's something you need to learn from that um, particular issue. So then um, we work through that as we go along. Yeah, I do remember. It was It's interesting and it's, it's really fun for anybody who gets a session is you go through and I like I felt like wavies. I'm like, oh, this is different. <laughs> it, it didn't hurt, but I just kind of felt like waving energy kind of going through and then at the end, you kind of gave me a briefing, like, um, I'm dealing this with your career, because that's what I came in for, was kind of some, like, career stuff, and 
I'm like, yeah, all of that checks out. And then you kind of like leave me with some really good things to think about. So I thought that was really helpful on that. Okay, so you mentioned clairsentient and claircognizant. And so that would be clairsentient is when you 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 have that feeler, you you feel other people's stuff. And then claircognizant, would you just call that kind of a knowing? You don't know where it comes from, but you're just like, yeah, that's, it's just an inner knowing. Did you, did you have these before you really went, went into practicing Reiki or did you just become much more aware of them or did, have they developed since you've been practicing? No, I've, I've had them mm-hmm. pretty much all of my life. <laughs> Only I never had the language to put with it, what it, what it was. And, you know, that's part of where, you know, we're raised in a rural area. And so you're just not exposed to that stuff. And of course now we have the internet, so it's like you can find it anywhere. Um, but yeah, back then, no, I didn't, I didn't know things. And so to some extent, when, as I got older, I shut that all off. And, um, it wasn't until about my late twenties when all of a sudden I was like cleaning a patient up after she had passed. And I looked at the other nurse and I was like, she's here with us. <laughs> and she's like, what? And I'm like, She's here with us. <laughs> and they're like, Do you see her? And I'm like, No, but I feel her. <laughs> I feel her. And I feel her soul. And I feel like she's watching us. And there was just this, I, I just knew that, that she was there. And um, so then I was like, Be careful what you say. <laughs> Be careful what you say. <laughs> Be nice. <laughs> don't, don't, don't let her come home with us. <laughs> That's what I was in my mind. But now I know a lot better this stuff than than that. But from there, it, it really grew into being able to um, have some clairvoyancy and all that stuff. So even during um, Reiki sessions and stuff now, a lot of times um, loved ones from the other side will, will appear to help with the healing process. So, Or if a lot of times they tattle on you is what they do too. They'll be like, she's not going to listen to you to say that. <laughs> <laughs> you need to say they they know how you're gonna that's pretty cool so wow that's pretty helpful have you ever like had a client that you're doing reiki on and you know someone where you're like oh your grandma's here yep (laughs) yep and it was uh, so one of one of that sticks out with me about a grandma is a gal that i was giving reiki to and I was working on her knees and she was a young girl and I'm like, there's something with your knees. And then I'm like, and your grandma's here <laughs> and your grandma's making me look at your shoes. She's telling me you need to change your shoes and your knees pain will go away. Oh, wow. <laughs> and so she did. She changed her shoes and her knee pain went away. All good. <laughs> I, <laughs> I love that this is being used in addition to like our regular Western medicine. We kind of get some extra insights into that well this has been really helpful is there anything that you want people to know about reiki or if they have any questions what's what's one thing that you think well i think uh, you know a lot of people have a misconception about it being some sort of religion thing and it has absolutely nothing to do with religion it has no dogma attached to it and so it's truly a heartfelt source energy that flows and, um, and, and quite frankly, everybody has the capability of doing it. So we are just conduits for that energy to flow through. 
And, um, you know, just like you were saying that you like to envision your crown chakra opening up, that's, that's it. That is it. You know, there's more to Reiki than just allowing that, but, but that you've got the beginning steps of allowing that energy to flow and to enter into your body. Um, so like I said, we're just conduits between heaven and earth and we're just receiving this energy and people process it all day long, but we tend to squeeze it down and not understand what it is. And then, you know, and some of this, you know, is, is how we were raised. There's, there's in the root chakra, we call it a tribal thing. And so your tribe has given you uh, morals and values and, you know, your experiences and stuff and all of that up until about the age of eight, everything is just kind of given to you. And so all you know is what you've been taught. So, you know, if, if, if you have strong beliefs in that system, I'm not saying that they're wrong, but you know, how, how are you going to function within that? And are you able to accept that? And when the soul isn't lining up with that anymore, because you grow on and learn new things and have new experiences of yourself, especially as an adult, now you're kind of in disorders because your soul knows something different, but your family tribe is telling you something else. And so then you can get out of whack there. And so then we start feeling guilt and pressure and all these things that can build up in that area as well. So, yeah. So don't let, um, don't worry about this being a tool of the devil. Right. <laughs> That's what you were taught coming from <laughs> tiny town. It's, um, yeah. I even tried to cuss during a session before and you can't even, I can't even cuss during a session. It's like the F word or something. It just, it, you can't. You can't. You can't. It won't it's allow such, you to do it. It's such clean energy that, and loving, loving energy that comes through. Yeah. I mean, I think, um, and that's a big reason for this podcast. I mean, I want to bring in people who have done something that's opened up a whole new world for them and kind of changed their life. And yeah, I mean, we're in like Southwest Nebraska, which might be some of the most sparsely populated areas, you know, in the United States and, you know, kind of bringing, just bringing some of this information to the forefront because it can bring in a lot of love. It could bring in some healing. And kind of as we discussed before, I really find that Reiki is somewhere where spirituality meets that science and all of that healing. So I think that's very, very cool. Karen, you've been a part of our butterfly retreat. You've brought in your aura cam. There's so many cool things that Karen does. And even though we're kind of located here in, in rural Nebraska, you do some remote work. Do you want to share with us how you um, work with some people uh, remotely? Yeah. So um, remotely um, really works just exactly like if you were in my office on my bed. Um, so Reiki can transcend through time and space. When we are in that state of love and that type of energy, it's a collective energy. And so we, there is no sense of time and space there. So just like a cell phone, if I call you on the cell phone, these waves carry to you and you hear my voice. Same way with Reiki. We open up the spaces between the two of us and then we send those waves to you. And so, you know, I've sent it to people over in Ireland. I've sent it to people um, over in um, the UK. So it's, it's just really interesting and how 
they'll respond like, oh my gosh, I felt this big tug on my toe or whatever. And, you know, <laughs> I felt like I had to turn over. Well, good, because I needed to turn you over. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so it's, it works through time and space. Um, there is no limit to it. And um, so we can hop on and, and do it over Zoom. I can just, all I need is um, your name and your location. Uh, so even if somebody's in the hospital and, um, you know, if I, the more detail I get about where you're at, the better it goes much faster, so to speak. So I don't, it's like having your telephone number instead of Google searching you and trying to figure out what your telephone number is. Right. So it just, it makes it a lot easier when I have a little more information about that. Um, where can people find you if they wanted to get a remote or even come see you in person? So the, our, my business is called Essentially Balanced, and so we have a website, essentially-balanced.net, and then um, I have a Facebook page. It's under Essentially Balanced Wellness, and then um, we are also on Instagram as well. And um, if you are here in southwest Nebraska and want to stop in, we're at 320 North Avenue in McCook, uh, Nebraska, and... You can also reach out to me uh, via the phone, <laughs> so 308-340-3291, and you can text or send me a message, whatever you'd like. Well, thanks so much for coming on and being a part yeah, of this. Thank you. You'll probably be a repeat guest. <laughs> you always have to, you're <laughs> such a wealth of knowledge, and um, you're doing some really cool things. So, um, yeah, thanks again, Carrie. Well, you're doing cool things because you're stepping into your purpose now. <laughs> When I hear that from Karen, I mean, that makes me feel pretty special there. <laughs> Very good. Well, have a great rest of your day, and I'm sure I'll be seeing you here soon. All right. Sounds good. All right. Thanks, Karen. Right. Thanks, lady. All right, my friends. Thank you so much for listening. Be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.